Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Leave, leave it all behind. Rewrite the story. Change the lines. What if we took the time to get to know a person? Not just the first impression, but their story. I'm Shani Payton, and I am bringing you along as I learn that I am not alone in this journey of life, and neither are you. Join me every week as I hear courageous stories of inspiring individuals determined to leave an impact on this world. I speak with many who have suffered through challenges I myself have been through, such as living in a cult, infertility, foster care, adoption, and mental health illness. I have experienced firsthand how the stories of others have impacted me in my journey of healing. My goal is for you to feel that you are not alone in your struggles. Let's heal together, and you know I'll be bringing some fun along the way. Now let's dive in to some emotional, scary, humorous, and heroic stories. Thanks for coming along as I continue to grow. Welcome to the Shanty Pants Show. This is the moment. It's time to turn the page. Today I had such a fun conversation with Carlos Whitaker. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. He is such an encouraging guy. And it was so much fun to talk with him. So I hope you all enjoy. Thank you for being here. And why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience? Absolutely. My name is Carlos Enrique Whitaker Guzman Archibolcabello. I like to give people my full name. So, you know, you can you can call me whatever you want, but um, that's my full name. And I live in Nashville, Tennessee um, with my wife of 20 two years coming up pretty soon. Um, three teenagers. Actually, one just turned 20, so I can no longer say she's a teenager. Uh, that's weird. Um, send the AARP card ASAP because I'm getting there. Uh, and then, yeah, we, 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 uh, we live here. I, you know, I, I tell people that, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, like I'm, I'm an author. I guess that's like the, maybe the main thing that I did that people kind of, could uh, you know read about me or read my words but then you know 
that turned into speaking. And then Instagram is just kind of taken, uh, taken a thing where I guess it's not like I write books every single day. It's not like I speak on stages every single day, but I Instagram every single day. So I guess I'm an Instagrammer, you know, I haven't really figured out how to make that pay all the bills yet. As soon as I do, uh, then that is 100% what I'll be doing. But yeah, you know, and I just, I just try to, uh, there's a couple things that I do on Instagram. I, I try to, you know, have difficult conversations in grace filled ways, uh, to invite people into maybe some heavier conversations that they're not, maybe they don't have the words to express how they feel. And so I like to try to maybe help them find those words. Uh, also, you know, I, I do some things on Instagram with what I call the Insta familia. We, um, those are my Instagram followers and we, we've raised like $1.3 million over Venmo gifts, uh, just to help, you know, strangers. And so we do that. Um, and yeah, so I, I do a thousand things. Uh, but I would say <laughs> the thing I do every day is just kind of maybe spread some hope. I love that. And I definitely have benefited from the hope that you spread. Oh, thanks. And I love that you bring a lot of humor. Although you do talk about a lot of love, serious things, yeah. you keep it lighthearted at times too. Yes. So I love that. And I know when I first found you, I it was on Instagram and it was when your daughter was in the hospital. Wow. And she got really sick. And that's when I kind of, you know, discovered you. And so I was kind of long for that journey and just, oh, the heart of a mom and Mm. um, as a parent and just seeing everything that you guys were going through during that. And yet you did keep the hope and you always, I feel like, had that message, even though it was such a challenging time, I'm sure. Absolutely. No, it was, um, you know, that season is, I mean, gosh, that was, that was November of 2019. And, you know, at the farther away we get from it, um, it's, it doesn't lose the bite. It doesn't lose the, you know, we talk about it all the time as a family. We, um, you know, our memories are still very sharp about it, you know, spending a month in the hospital while they try to figure out what's going on. It wasn't like, you know, it's a month of, of, you know, treating the problem. It was trying to figure out what it, what it was. And so that was, you know, that was tough. And, you know, at the time I, I was, uh, I guess I was kind of coming out of a season of pretty, pretty extreme anxiety. And I'd spoken a lot about anxiety on my uh, platforms previous to that, but um, I was blown away as to how, just how peaceful I felt in, in that season, like in those 30 days, like I just was like, this is just the Lord. Like, this is just, there's no way that this is an impossible amount of peace. You know, people always talk about having an impossible peace, that, that peace that really passes all understanding. And that's what I felt in that season. Like I was waking, waking up every day, waiting for the anxiety to kick in and it just never did. And so I was like, okay, this is it. This is what people talk about um, when they're talking about a peace that passes understanding. And so, yeah. You know, I invite people on my Instagram into every season of my life, whether it's horrendous, uh, whether it's super joyful, uh, you know, it's, it's a place I try to stay pretty authentic. And uh, yeah, so thank you for joining in, in that season. I definitely, my family felt the prayers uh, of everybody that were, were praying on a daily basis. Sometimes it's hard sharing, you know, your personal life on, you know, to the world. Yeah. I know for me, 
it's been very healing in the last two years is when I've really started to share a lot more online about my story and my past. And the last two years has been the most tremendous amount of growth I've ever seen in my life and in my marriage with my kids, everything. And I do account part of it to speaking about my issues and my like getting it out more and more as weird as it felt at first. I got people reaching out to me like, Hey, what do you think about this? Or, Oh, it's so nice to see someone else has been through something similar. And you realize like, I love what you do because hope people need that hope every day. Yeah, they do. They do. You know, I, I tell people all the time, like, even even the person that you don't that that you would in a thousand years not think that they're the ones that need hope like every single human i come across i try to deposit a little bit of hope every day you know like even this morning like the 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 spider guy came by my house like the guy that like sprays for spiders and i'm like you know what a what what like that's his job every day is to like go and protect people's houses from like brown recluses and, you know, and, and I noticed when he came in, I was like, he doesn't look like he's having an amazing day. Like, like I, he may be that, that could just maybe his face, maybe his face just constantly looks like he's not having an amazing day, but he is. But I just kind of felt like, you know, what, I'm going to deposit some hope. So I literally was like, hey, man, like you always walk in my house. You, you cover your feet with like these little slipper things. I was like, can I try some of those on? And dude just started dying laughing. So like I, we put him on my feet and I just. I just walked around. Yeah. I just kind of kept going on my day. And he's half an hour later. He's like, dude, you still have those on your feet. And I was like, yeah, man, I just, you, you have them on your feet. Why not have them on my feet? And he just started laughing. And I thought that's all it took. Like just a little deposit, uh, just seeing him, letting him know that I see him is, is all it needs. So, you know, I'm constantly trying to get people to deposit hope every day. I love that. I love exactly that. It's, you never know what someone is dealing with you know we we hear things like that all the time and it's so true I think in my own life I've always been a person that appears to have things all together and I'm a very strong person and I can handle a lot and that's been one of the big learning curves for me the last couple years is it's okay to ask for help it's okay to not be perfect and so I'm now seeing that in others, how I had the shield up all the time is I'm great. And now I realize, hey, I'm dealing with anxiety and depression. I probably have my whole life Mm -hmm. and that's okay. It's okay to ask for help. And now that's kind of my thing is like, I don't want people to be alone. And so anything I can add to their life. And I love what you did with the pest guy there, because I'm sure he'll have that story in his mind, you know, every day. Yeah, no. So, and it's, again, it's not, it's not complicated. It doesn't have to be big. It can be a smile at a grocery store. That's it. I'm just like, just smile to people. I mean, I travel, I travel every week on in airports and like people just have their eyes down. They're looking at their phones. They're not looking at each other. And if I just look at somebody and smile and they, they kind of look shocked for a second and smile back, they're probably thinking like, what's this guy want? But then I just leave and I'm, and they're like, they're probably thinking like, 
wow, that was just a, a nice person. You know, that's all it takes. Okay. So you had mentioned you're an author yeah. and I do, do know about your books. What, um, what's your latest book and what's that about? Yeah. My latest book came out in 2020. Um, actually that's, that's actually not true. So that was my latest, like adult adult book. Uh, I was called enter wild, uh, exchange a mild and mundane faith for life with an uncontainable God. And yeah, that's a, that's a, you know, that really tells the story of my anxiety journey. Uh, but it's, you know, it's a, it's a book where it helps people, I think, move past whatever it is in their life that they think they, they're never going to get past. Um, and, and shows them, um, you know, kind of, kind of what the promises are and how to, how to get there. But I, I did another book called Press Play that came out last year. That's like a kid's devotional. And I always forget to mention that I did that book. I mean, that book took a freaking six months of my life to make, but since it's a kid's book, I forget about it, but it's like a devotional for like elementary school kids. And, um, you know, it, it has uh, I wrote it as little Los, And so I wrote it as like the fifth grade version of me. So there's like a little, like, like, a like, like me with an Afro in there, my little Gary Coleman part. But it's always fun on Instagram to see people that follow me, their kids reading that book. So yeah, those are, those are my last two books. I'll have to get that for my little kiddos. Yeah. And speaking of kiddos, you have your youngest, is he 15? 16, just turned 16. 16. Oh my gosh. Okay. Crazy. So my oldest is 14. And this teen thing oh, is yeah. good times. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Is is your oldest a girl or a boy? Boy. Yeah. Yeah. We we had uh again, I have two older one teenage and one twenty year old daughters. And to be honest with you, like like the daughters I thought were gonna be the hard ones. Like like my daughters, I was like, oh my gosh, like they they're gonna be like there's boys coming around or whatever. Man, I I, I breezed through the, and it may just be because I had daughters first and I'm used to that, but I am like beating my head against the wall trying to figure this teenage boy thing out. So let me know when you figure it out <laughs> and send me all the advice. I love it. Because if my girls are harder than my boy, yeah, mm, uh, that's it's going to be good times. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, would you share with us? I understand your son is adopted yeah. and all three of our kiddos are adopted. I would love to kind of hear um a little bit about your your guys' adoption story. Yeah, no, absolutely. We uh you know, we had two two girls uh biologically, and um honestly, like I always wanted a son. Like I I, you know, I, you know, just it's just whatever. I could, I'd have been fine with 15 girls. But that thing inside of me was just like, you know, um, I, I always wanted a son. And so we were going to try again um, to have a boy. But then we we were watching. Now, listen, this was this was 2000. OK, so this was like way back in the day. And we were watching uh, like an Oprah um, special. And, and she had I think Lisa Ling went to China and was looking at like orphanages and did kind of like a documentary on that. And our heart was just broken for these honestly little girls in China. And so th that was the, this was, again, this was pre pre there being a lot of information online about, uh, about adoption. So we just kind of started forging for information on what it would look like to adopt. And, um, uh, you know, not nobody, we didn't know anybody that had adopted at the time. I feel like now, like everybody I know has adopted in some way, shape or form or is, has been touched by adoption, but back then it was hard. And so, 
uh, we found Stephen Curtis Chapman at the time had uh, adopted two girls and he had a, um, a foundation that an adoption was expensive. Uh, that was, that would give grants out. So we applied for a grant and started looking for, um, you know, started looking for ways to adopt And China was actually closed at the time. And then we tried to adopt from India and they only had children that were like five years old and older with special needs. Uh, and then, so like nothing was really matching, uh, where our heartbeat was beating for at the time. And so we, we tried the Ukraine, we tried all kinds of things. And it's like the only country that fit us that would let us adopt was South Korea. And I just remember going like, well, this must be where the Lord wants us to adopt from. So we started the process and I guess it was 2000 and I mean, when was Losiah born? He's 16 now. So my math is horrible. Uh, but whatever 2022 minus 16 is was the year that Perfect. we that that we went uh we flew to South Korea we got matched with him I'll never forget um you know back in the, those days 2006 ish we had a uh, um I had my BlackBerry right and and I was and I got an email uh with his picture in it from the um from the adoption agency and there he was you know like a ten day ten day old little you know. Korean boy wrapped in his little swaddling clothes. And I was like, I, I, I'll never forget seeing that picture and thinking like, that's my son. Like that's who, that's my son. And so we, yeah, we went, we flew to South Korea. It's funny. The, the actually our entire adoption journey, uh, at least the trip is documented on YouTube. Now, you know, nowadays I consider myself pretty good at editing and telling stories in concise ways, right? Like I'm like, I can tell a story in 60 seconds on Instagram on a reel, but back then, you know, when we went to Adopt Losaya on YouTube was like brand new. I think, you know, every video in South Korea is like 45 minutes long. It's like me eating kimchi for 17 minutes. So like I always tell people, if you're going to go look for our adoption story, just know that it's like not edited. It's very home, home movies from like the 90s, you know, uh, but it's all on there. If people want to go, go see. But yeah, you know, it's, it's been, um, uh, it's been incredibly hard. It's been incredibly life-giving. Um, you know, adoption isn't a fairy tale. It's, it's not like, oh my gosh, you're going to go rescue this kid and then, you know, bring them back to wherever, to your home and things are going to be fantastic. No, like there's, there's a lot of things that you have to continually do as the parent of adopted child. And um, yeah, it's, a lot of it's been hard. You know, I wouldn't yeah. trade it for the world. Um, I love him you know, as if, you know, Heather, you know, was his biological mom. Um, but, but I'm also, you know, cognitive of the idea that I have to continue even at 16, like remembering that there's, there's wounds that come with adoption. There's questions that he has as a, as a teenager that, you know, I've, I've got to let him explore. And um, yeah, so, you know, the, this adopting, uh, this adoption thing, I, I want to make sure, and I'm constantly telling parents that are, people that are looking to adopt, like, you're not just, this isn't just like something to make you feel good. Like, this is, uh, you're, you're intruding at the beginning into somebody's life, inviting them into yours, uh, and then mixing, mixing things together and it's going gonna, it's gonna to take very focused attention to make sure that this thing is the best for the child, not for you. Um, and yeah, again, I wouldn't trade it for the world, but it's, it's, it's been hard. It's been um, amazing. It's been all the things put together. And 
you know, actually I have an episode in my podcast. Um, oh gosh, it may have been a couple months ago where Losiah, my son, uh, was the guest and, uh, he was 15 at the time. And we talk about those things. We talk about adoption. We talk about his feelings about it. We talk about a lot of those things. And, you know, I think it was a very powerful conversation. So, uh, again, if they want to go searching for that, you can find it on the human hope podcast. And, uh, you know, he's the greatest gift ever. Oh. I have to go listen to that. I have not listened, but I have watched the YouTube video of your journey there. So I know exactly what you mean. Um, but that's cool that you at least have, you yeah. know, it. It's there. It might not be how it looked today, but at least you have that. So Absolutely. that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And I love what you said too about. Cause I get that comment a lot too, where people say, Oh, you're such a good person for yeah. saving this child. And that's not what it's about. And I think it's so important. Our very first adoption was around the same time that yeah. you adopted. Um, so about 16 years ago now, and we were very young. We had not known anyone that adopted again. Like you said, there wasn't a lot of information, so we really like went into it, you know, eyes yeah. glued shut basically. And um, so, so much learning along the way. And by the time we adopted our girls, I felt a lot more um, ready and educated yeah. in it, but it's not about saving this child. It's mm. for us, it was growing our family and then, but again, being educated that it's going to be different and yeah. it is about that child and you know, you're there, it will always, your child's always going to have this other part of them that we are not. Right. And I think it's so important for people to realize that because that part of their life doesn't go away just because you sign the papers. Right. So I think that's so such an important point. Yep. So true. No. And, you know, and again, when I think when done correctly, um, adoption is, it just, it just becomes a part, uh, if you adopt it, just, you know, it, it becomes a part of your life folded into where, you know, people ask us all the time, like, so are you like big adoption advocates? Are you, and I, we're like, you know, honestly, half the time we're like, we, but it's not even like, I don't even think about my son as like my adopted son. Like he's just my right. son. Um, but the need for adoption is massive and not just overseas, you know, here in America, um, you know, just the foster care program, there's kids that, that need homes. And, um, you know, if that's something that you want to pray towards there, there now is tons of incredible information out there that, you know, that can help people lean into that. So. Right. I agree. And that's how, so our son, all of our kiddos were, um, domestic, but, our son, we did private adoption. And then like you were saying, it's very expensive yeah, to yeah. adopt. And we had already dropped like 50 grand on infertility treatments. Yeah. So we were like, after we adopted him, we were tapped out. Yeah. We we're like, totally, uh -uh. totally. It's Absolutely. hard. It is. it is. It's very hard. But we did see that need in the foster care system. And yep. again, I was so much more educated by the time we adopted the girls and I really, you know, God has a plan and I constantly forget to just ride with it. Yes. But in, in my mind, 
I had my boy. I just needed a girl and we were good. Yep. But that's not how it went. And the more we got into the foster system, there's so many um, siblings that need homes together. And so we did end up adopting the girls together. And of course, are extremely happy that we did that. But again, my family looked a lot different in my head for many, many years. I love it. And that, that's what happens, you know, like, like it's, uh, it is, it, it, I tell people all the time I went to rescue, I thought I was going to rescue Losiah, but instead he ended up rescuing me. Uh, and you know, from, from all sorts of things from myself and, you know, that's just inevitably that's what ends up happening. Yeah. Oh, it's so true. And they continually are teaching me a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A whole lot that I didn't know I needed to learn. Yes. (laughs) There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. <sighs> now... I love the Insta Familia that you have going on Instagram right now. And I would definitely call you an influencer. Uh, you were trying to grow to call yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I because that's a that's a word that I have a hard time with when people call me an influencer because I'm yeah. like, no, no, like I'm not that sure. kind of person. So I think you are though. I think you qualify. Yeah, well, you know, I get I guess if I'm gonna if I'm gonna influence, you know, I'd I I'm okay with influencing the way that I'm influencing, I guess, you know. So Absolutely. You're doing yeah. a lot of good with your influence. Oh, thanks. Thanks, friend. Now, how did the Insta Familia um come about? Was that like a COVID thing or when do you feel like this kind of became a thing? Yeah, you know, I mean I, I was being a speaker and an author, you know, I had a, I had a small but mighty following, you know, I, it was, um, gosh, I mean, I guess like March of 2020, I had, I think I had like 25,000 Instagram followers. And honestly, that was perfect. Like it, like it was booking me to speak. They were buying my books. They were loving and supporting my family and things were good. Um, and then, you know, when kind of all the, uh, racial unrest began to happen in America and, I began to lean into some of those conversations. You know, I, I ended up losing a lot of people on Instagram. Like I ended up losing people that were, you know, not comfortable yet having those conversations, which, which is understandable. 
Uh, but then I, I started seeing a, an influx of people that were coming in and it went from 25,000. I would say maybe, maybe the next week after I started speaking on it went down to like 17,000. So like I lost like seven. And I remember thinking like, Oh my God, did I like screw up my life? Like, have I made the biggest mistake of my life speaking to justice? And um, no, you know, I started seeing it trickling in and then it went up to 30,000 and then 50,000. And then, you know, by the end of 2020, I was at like a hundred K, uh, which, which gosh, like I, I suddenly felt like, okay, like, so now am I the, the racial reconciliation guy? Like, is this what all my content has to be like? Um, you know, but I, again, I just felt like, like that wasn't all that I was. That was just a piece of, of who I was and how the Insta family, how it turned into like the Insta familia thing is, um, it was March of 2021, you know, my family, um, had like really a horrible week. Like we had like, a, my again, it, it sounds trivial when I kind of start to thinking about it, but like my, my wife's chickens were all killed by this owl and like our house flooded and my daughter got in a car accident and totaled her car. And, um, gosh, I mean, I don't know, like it was, it, it just was one thing after another. Um, and then on when we were trying to, oh yeah, our dog died. Oh my gosh. Like, like my, my, our, our like family dog died. And I'm trying to think of all the things literally within seven days that happened, our dog of not like nine years. And then so like, as we're leaving the night after we had to put our dog down and like the week from hell, we're in the Atlanta airport and my wife's at the bottom of an escalator and somebody dropped their suitcase from the top of the, I still can't, as I'm saying this, I can't even believe this happened. Dropped it, dropped a suitcase. The suitcase went flying down like a missile, took her out. She lands on her wrist, breaks her wrist on day seven of the worst week. We have to get in an ambulance and go to the hospital on a layover to try to get away from hell week. And that was when I just kind of went to my Instagram and I was like, what is happening? Like, are we cursed? And that was when um, my friend Sharon McMahon reached out to me and she just said, hey, what's your Venmo? And I said, I'm not about to give you my Venmo. I'm a grown ass man. But I am like, you know, uh, th this is my, no, I'm not going to give you my Venmo. I don't need a handout. Well, she found it, posted on her Instagram. And not only was like every bill paid from that week, um, but honestly, and I tell people, it still blows me away. That that in 24 hours, we were completely debt free, like all of our debt, like my college loans, my our car payments are everything but the house was completely paid off. And, you know, it, it just it showed me, OK, OK, wait a second. I see how somebody uses their influence in an incredible way. And so I just was like, I can't I can't just be the receiver of this. I've got to give it. So a couple weeks later. I, there was somebody on, um, that follows me on Instagram. No, no, she actually didn't even follow me. A follower of mine, let me know that someone they followed was in need of a seizure alert dog. And it was going to cost like $30,000. And I was like, huh, like, I wonder if we could raise that at least half of that money. Uh, and so I, I put it out on my Instagram and we raised $30,000 in like 20 minutes. And I remember thinking, oh, wow, there's something special here. So then, you know, I, I started doing it again. I, I went on a trip to Alaska and raised $220,000 for this nonprofit that takes kids from inner city Brooklyn to Alaska for that. And then next thing I know, like I found a guy in the airport in Atlanta and we gave him a $70,000 tip. So I was like, we need a name. Like, like, like we, we are doing some damage to the dark forces of the world. Uh, and so I remember doing a poll 
of the names, and I think the names were like Los Amigos was one name, Insta Familia was another, and I can't remember the th- what was the third name, Los Amigos Insta Familia, and I can't remember. Anyway, all that to say, like Insta Familia won, but with like fifty one percent of the vote, and so that's what we became, and then. People started writing songs, started making their own shirts, started. They were so proud to be the Insta Familia. Um, and so, like, I'm like, I tell people all the time, you know, like, I was on the Nick Cannon show f- for the Insta Familia. He's like, you're changing people's lives. And I was like, it's not me. Like, honestly, out of the $1 million that we've raised, I've probably only given $200 away. But it's the Insta Familia. It's the people that I've gathered together. And again, what I love about it is we've got Democrats and Republicans. We've got we've got people that co- have completely different views on life coming together to champion things and change people's lives. And so that is what the Insta Familia is. And I'm super proud of it. And you should be. I think you do such an amazing job of bringing people together, people yeah. from all walks of life. I've definitely noticed that about you and i love that because i think there's such a need for that yeah so i think it's awesome i love how you you do your little um monday small business yes yes so you're doing a lot of fun stuff and i love that you basically are using this platform for this you know you created it into yeah. something to help others. Yeah. Yeah. I it's fun. I, it's addicting. Like I, I can't imagine yeah. ever doing anything else. Oh, that's so <coughs> cool. And so you are an author. We know you're a speaker. So is that kind of your life right now is doing speaking engagements, a lot yeah. of traveling. Yeah. A lot of traveling. I'd say the last, um, I moved to Nashville and signed a record deal and was a musician for a few years. And then, um, you know, just felt pretty, pretty strongly that I was supposed to start speaking and writing books. And so I transitioned probably 2016. So yeah, the last six years have been me writing books and then getting on airplanes and talking to people about them. And so, you know, I, uh, you know, I probably do 30% in like the faith space. Uh, and then pro- but the majority of what I do now is in the corporate space, I do a lot of the kind of diversity, uh, equity talks, inclusion talks. And then I do a lot of just motivational, inspirational, helping people uh, be the best kind of version of humans they can be. And man, I love it. I mean, I, there's nothing better than getting on a stage, you know, giving a 30 minute talk, having people come up to you afterwards with tears in their eyes saying, I'm going to take this one thing you said, and I feel like this is going to change my life. And so, yeah, I can't ever, you know, imagine doing anything else. And again, it's kind of what I do on Instagram, right? It's just a little messier version of, of talks I give every day. So yep, it's what I do. I love that. And you are, I love your daily Instagram because you're just, your life is out there. Yeah, it is out there. And yeah, and you do, but it's inspiring through that. So I think that's so neat that you are using your platform uh, for that. Yep. And about your podcast as well, you have the Human Hope podcast. I know you briefly mentioned that earlier. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, that was, again, that was kind of an, an accident as well. Like my friend um, was like, hey, you need to start a podcast. You can be on my network. And I was like, to be honest with you, like I've, I've actually had like four podcasts uh, and they've all, they've all lasted about seven episodes and then I get bored and I'm like, oh, whatever. Um, but she, uh, she's like, no, like, like we will sell ads for your podcast. And I was like, oh, really? Like ads? Like someone would pay to like promote my podcast? So again, I was thinking, um, I don't know, 50 bucks a month, maybe to help me with like taking Heather on a date. 
but it ended up being, you know, uh, something that could help with my income stream. And, and I love, I actually love taking what I talk about on Instagram and doing it in long form. Cause that's really what it's become. Like it's become a place where I can, you know, if we're having a harder conversation on Instagram, um, it doesn't have to be five minutes. Uh, it can be an hour and I can, you know, get on and be like, okay, now let's really dig into what it, what, the, what this is. And so I call it human hope uh, because at the end of the day, uh, kind of like your podcast, I can talk to anybody and try to pull hope out of their stories. And it's, uh, it comes out every Thursday uh, on the, that sounds fun network. And I'm now 59 episodes in and one a week and I'm having a blast. That is so awesome. I noticed now it's Annie, right? Your friend? Yeah. Annie up Yes. Down. Yes. I love her. I started following her podcast. Oh gosh. I don't know. Forever ago. She's and had she's it like fabulous. eight years. Yeah. 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 That's so awesome. Yes. And I need to go listen to the one with your son. Cause I have not, I'm excited to go listen well, to that you, one. And, and then, and then honestly, like I need to have you I get all the shanty pantsers on the human hope podcast. I gotta, I gotta hear about you and your story. So, Oh, absolutely. You'll all right. It. It's, so it's a deal. Fun. I had to make yeah, sure that, I... that we got that recorded on your podcast so that, you know, you're contractually <laughs> bound to come on mine. Okay. Okay. I don't think it'll be too hard for you okay. to get me to come <laughs> on your podcast. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, and actually I'm gonna do what you did and interview my son. Like yes. that is such a fabulous idea. I love yeah. that. It 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 was actually I mean, it's there were actually moments where I had to apologize to him on my podcast. Yeah. Like I like like we cried and I said, you know what, buddy? I didn't know that that hurt you. Like, I'm sorry. And like there's like moments of like, wow, like I can't, you know, and so uh it just was Oh man, I, you know, I actually asked him today, I was like, can we do that again? Like, I feel like, oh. I feel like there's, there's some, some cool stuff that comes out of that. So. Oh, for sure. Like yeah. I, I want to do that like unscripted and just yeah. go for it and see where it goes. What's the most important lesson you've learned in your life? Holy cow. What a question. Just to keep it real. You know, just you know, to light. The most important lesson I think I've learned in my life would probably come from my dad. Um, he used to always, and really this serves me in every aspect of my life. He used to always say, and it was so annoying when I was in high school, he would say, Carlitos, gaze at God and glance at life. Gaze at God and glance at life. And I was like, you know, I don't think I understood because I mean, whatever. I, my dad worked hard. He's a, he's an immigrant from Panama. He made sure that his kids had a great life. We lived in the suburbs. He He protected us from a lot of things. And that, that really didn't make sense until I started having to go through some trials of my own. And absolutely, right? Like whenever, as humans, whenever tragedy or drama hits, our eyes are immediately set on the drama and the trauma. And what, what I learned is like, no, like gaze at God, like, like keep 99% of your gaze on him and his promises. And then of course, yeah, 1% of the time, look down at what the drama is, but then shift it back. That has that has proved time and time again one of the most essential things that I do. So, I'd say that that may be the most important thing: gaze at God and glance at life. Um, would would be that for me? If yeah. only could live life every right. day like that. Yep. You know, I have a lot of my life. I was just gazing at right. The, yeah, the, the thing. Yeah. Yes, at the thing. Lots of trials and things. Yeah. And one thing I love now, though, is 
learning more, like what your dad told you uh-huh. um, now that I'm in my 40s, is I can look back at all the trials in my life and see God's hand on them. So even though I might not have been gazing at God during the time, right? I can look back now and see, mm, he had me. He had yep. me the whole time. The whole time. That's why it's so yes. important to journal. Like I tell people all the time, like, <sighs> like, like if you like, it, sometimes in the moment it feels like, well, why am I writing all this stuff down? Like, is this like, is this for my great, great grandkids for them to read? It's like, no, it's for you to like, you journal something in 2019 and you're like, God, where are you? Like, I am like begging for you to do this. And you, and then you look back and you're like, holy cow, thank you, Lord, for not answering that. Because like, if you would have, I wouldn't have gotten this. Right. And so it's just really important. I burned a ton of journals, which yep. made me sick now. Sure, yeah. But I didn't want to remember. Yeah. And <laughs> now that I'm in therapy and learning, yeah. like the past <laughs> does matter. I'm like, oh, I wish I had those journals back. Yeah, oh, totally. I get it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but it's good. And I keep telling myself like, it's okay. I'm late to this whole learning thing, but yep. that's okay. Yeah. Got to start today. That's right. And <laughs> move forward. So, yes. Um, okay. I have three quick questions okay. to ask you, and then I'll let you get on with your, you know, Insta Familia. Um, what is your favorite book or a book recommendation for the audience? Yeah. My, uh, I'd say my favorite. Okay, so I've got. I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give one, one deeper book, and then one kind of fiction book. I, I love fiction. I love novels. There, and my favorite one in the last couple of years is called The Silent Patient, which is like one of those like thriller mind blowers. You get to the last page and literally you gasp. Okay, so, uh, so there's one of those. Uh, and then, uh, then the book that I tell everybody to read is a book called Walking with God by John Eldridge, and it's really the book that for me. Um, allowed me to realize what I was missing out on in my faith with God. And it is, I still read it. I read it once a year. It is the kind of foundational piece for, for my, I guess, you know, my system of faith, the, the way that I approach God, the way that I approach prayer, the way that I approach uh, conversational intimacy with him. Um, that's the book, Walking with God. That's it, 100%. Awesome. Thank you. I have not read that and I love to read. So I'll be getting that. Um, Where did you meet Heather, your wife? My wife was a snowboard instructor at Sierra Summit in um, like near Yosemite, California. And me and my friends were, um, we'd never skied or snowboarded. So we were like, like rookies on the mountain, but we went up there and she was like a cool snowboard chick. She was working chair five. We kept going up chair five to flirt with the cute 18 year old uh, California snowboard girl. And then I I was like, well, you know, whatever. We flirted with her the whole day. She actually was flirting with my friend Ramu a lot more than me. And uh, but but luckily for me, my friend Ramu lived in Atlanta and was just visiting me. And so uh, I thought, you know, I'm going to go up back up there and I got to see this snowboard chick. But I didn't even have to because I ended up seeing her at the community college that I was going to uh, in Fresno. And I was like, holy cow. So I just basically stalked her until, um, you know, until she felt safe with her stalker. And and so, I, yeah, I met her when she was 18. She was a snowboard girl. And I won't tell you how old she is now, but we've been together a long time. That's how we met. 
That is awesome. And yeah. I know you said you guys just celebrated or about to 22 years. Yeah, yeah. May, May uh, it's, it's, we got married in 2000, so it's real, always easy for me to remember how many years we've been married. I'm like, well, what year is it? Oh, it's 2022. We've been married 22 years. So, yeah, 22 years. Same, same for us. We oh, just celebrated awesome. on the seventh, so we just okay. Yep. Oh wow! So That's it's amazing. easy to remember. We were babies when yeah. we got married. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So were we. We were thirteen. You know, like just so. Yeah. If anyone was doing the math, how old we were? How old we are right now? Absolutely. Um. Okay. And oh, da, da, da. what's the best compliment you've ever received? Oh my gosh. Um. The best compliment I've ever received, you know, I'll just, I'll just go back to, um, just last week, to be honest with you, this, this may not be the best compliment I've ever received. I just can't, I can't remember. Um, like I, I'm a words of affirmations guy, so that's how I feel love. So like I, I, I am, I, if, if people don't compliment me, like my family, like I ask them to compliment me. Like I'm that guy. I'm like, Hey, like, did you like when I did this? And like the other day, <clears throat> This is really answering your question. I'll get that in a second. But the other day, like for Mother's Day, right? Like I did this. Um, I I spread out. I found all these pictures of Heather when she was pregnant, like three months, four months, five months, six months. So, and I laid them all out on the table, and I like labeled them all, and I put up her flowers. And so, like the next morning, I'm like, Happy Mother's Day. She's like, and I was like, Why isn't she telling me how amazing the pictures were? So I literally maybe three times that day was like, Hey, babe, do you like the pictures that I put out? And she's like. Yes, I thought I already told you like the big so like just so people know, like I'm that guy. I'm like, I need you to tell me. So all that to say, I love a good compliment. And the other day when I was speaking in Sacramento, actually at the Thrive Conference, um, somebody they th- that was in the crowd like put me on their Instagram and they said something akin to, you know, grateful for what Carlos is saying. I haven't always followed him online because what he says. Sometimes I'm not ready to hear, uh, but I'm glad that I just found him again um, because I really needed what he had to say. And so I think like for me, when I heard that, it was really powerful because it made me realize it was kind of like this kind of backhanded compliment, right? It was this thing of like, you know what? I actually don't agree with you all the time, Um, but I feel like I say it with enough love that people, even if they have to unfollow for a little bit because they're not ready, um, at least they're willing to say that what I'm doing is helpful and what I'm doing is beneficial. And so for me, that was, that was pretty powerful. That was a, that was a compliment that I'll, I'll take to heart. Absolutely. And it even makes it, I think more of a compliment that maybe they don't like you all the time. So that's awesome. That is very cool. Yep. Well, is there anything else you would like to share with the audience? We definitely need to know all the places to find you in your books. Yeah, you know, uh, you follow, well, Instagram's the main place, Lowswit, L-O-S-W-H-I-T. Uh, I'm also on Twitter, but I always tell people that Twitter is like, like if if Instagram is like Snow White, Carlos, Twitter is like, you know, the whatever the opposite version, the, the evil witch, Carlos, like it's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Um, Twitter's where I go to yell. Instagram is where I go to like, you know, you know, Instagram about birds. Um, so you can find me there. Uh, all my books are, if you go to carloswhitaker.com, I've gotten, again, Moment Maker, Kill the Spider, um, Enter Wild, um, and then my my phase book, The Devotional, is there for kids. Um, but yeah, you know, you can you can find me there. And then I, I travel and speak full, you know, so I'm always doing 
Insta Familia meetups. I try to around the country whenever, uh, wherever I'm at traveling, if my schedule allows. So I, I'm definitely I share every aspect of my life, so you don't ever have to worry about missing missing out. And uh, those are the places you can find me. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to come hang out with me. And we will definitely have to do this again. Absolutely. Thanks, Shannon. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with me another week on the Shanty Pants Show. That was such a fun conversation, and I hope you guys will join me again next week. I have to say I'm having a super hard time only putting out one episode a week because I have so many stories to share with you, and I just want to get them to you guys. But be patient because I'm just going to stick with one a week so that I can keep you guys entertained for as long as possible. So I will see you guys next week. Have an awesome one. Thank you so much for being here for another episode of the Shanty Pants Show. I really appreciate your support, so please leave me a review and some stars and share my show with all of your friends because I'm sure they will want to hear it as well. And if you just can't wait for next week and you need to know what I'm up to in the meantime, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Official Shanty Pants and on YouTube and Facebook at Shanty Pants. See you next week. This is the moment. It's time to turn the page. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.